So, it's wonderful to share with you this morning. Um, this morning, um, we are going to be sharing the word that was given to us for um, the youth and emerging voices for 2016. Um, we feel that it's sorry, am I not holding it high enough? We feel it's important um, to share it with you because though it was given for the youth, we firmly believe we must partner together as a house to see the word come to fruition, to see it fulfilled. Last week we heard Phil, didn't we, speak about how important it is to partner with the word, that we have our portion, our own revelation and understanding. Um, and it's very easy, I think, at times to segregate yourself into a separate group. You know, we go off, don't we, every Sunday morning as youth and emerging voices and kids' church into a different place. It's easy, I think, particularly generationally, um, to kind of separate yourself into that separate place. But the word's not just given for one, it's given for us all. Um, and it's so important that we partner with it. Though we are different parts, we are one body, are we not? Amen. So this morning, I just want to encourage you before Paul gets up and shares a bit more. Let's not become familiar with the word this morning. Um, let's not just see it as something for somebody else. Let's not just see it for our youth, for our tumbies, for our pages, for our Daniels. But let's take a hold. Let's take a hold of the message this morning. Um, if we can partner with the word, we heard it this morning uh, in, in, the, in the early morning prayer time. You know, we add our individual and our corporate strength to it. So this morning, if you can hear the word through the passage, let this message grab a hold of you. Because we firmly believe this morning that it can thrust us forward into all that God has for us as a house. And we can move forward as a house. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. Amen. So I am going to ask you to turn to Psalm 144, which is our passage this morning. I'm just going to read this out to you, and we are going to, uh, this morning, break this down a bit and talk through it, and what we believe that God had, had shared with us. It says, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Lord, what are human beings that you care for them? Mere mortals that you think of them. They are like a breath. Their days are like a fleeting shadow. Part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Reach down your hand from on high. Deliver me and rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. I will sing a new song to you, my God. On the ten-string lyre, I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David. From the deadly sword, deliver me. Rescue me from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Love this bit. <laughs> then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants. And our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. 
Our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our field. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. All right. Awesome scripture. But right now it's a passage. Let's turn it into a message. Amen? All right. So we start. The start of the scripture says, Praise be to the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. This morning, the first thing that this psalm does is it acknowledges God. It acknowledges the praise of my Lord, my rock. You see, we must acknowledge God as our fortress, as our our stronghold, as our deliverer, as our shield, and a place that we take refuge. But the second thing it says after after we're trained says, He is my loving God. This morning there is a place that God wants to train us and, and equip us and take us forward, but it's in a place of love. We heard this morning that Jesus, his love never fails. His love never changes. So this morning there is a, there, there is a sense in this, when you see the psalmist, he's, I praise the Lord my rock. Because in this place, because you know there's a difference between a fortress and a shield, and a deliverer. They have each one does different things. But what we believe this year in this word is that it is in the place of love, out of the place of love, out of the place of encounter, that this year God will train us our hands for war and our fingers for battle. Because it is this is the battle where we go to live and do what God wants us to do in the way that God wants us to do it. We must see that this is not just, you know, I really feel the difference between, oh, he, tra- he trains my wall. We know there's different places of training. But on a, on a football field, you can have a player who's come back from an injury and he's training every day, every night. He's in the gym. He's got the coaches. He's got all of that. But any manager or any player will tell you, you can't beat actual game experience. You have to be on the pitch and that's how your true sharpness and your true abilities are honed. And this year, God is not, for, for our young people, it's not, and for us, it's not just about training in the four walls of the church. We're not here just to train, but we have to begin to see that this place of, uh, this, this fortress and this stronghold is not a place that we run to. It's a place that we take with us. It's a place that we have access to enter into at any given point, at any given time in our lives. No matter where we are or what we are faced with, this is a place where he trains our hands and our fingers to know what to do and how to do it out on the field, out when we are doing life, out of the four walls of this house. We can no longer be a people who just spend our lives being trained in the house. Because training 
will only ever take you so far. In many ways, training is theory. Because in theory, this works. But unless I actually do it, this shield I talk about, that the, that the Lord is my shield. Well, how good is this shield? You don't know until it's put to the test. How strong is this fortress? Well, I don't know until someone tries to attack it. It's okay saying he's my deliverer until we need delivering from something. And in that place, it's will I allow myself to be delivered and will I receive the deliverer? Because if we cannot do this, then we stagnate. Then all we do is we talk, we train, we, we, we study, we gain, but we don't gain. Because there's never an outwork into that which we're doing. And our young people, this, we really felt this year that, you know, we've got a whole different group of young people this year. This year we have a, 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 a lot of our older guys, our mature guys have graduated, as you would say. They graduated, they're at a different stage of life. But we have a new generation of young people coming. We have a young voices and we have a youth. We've split them apart. But the training is going on. Yeah. But this word came so strongly to us that we can't just sit here for another five years and train them yeah. bit by bit, bit by bit. Keep them away, keep them away, keep them away. Just let, There's got to be, we're going to train you as we're doing. Yeah. I've got to get out there and I've got to do something and put faith in this word. And see the fortress in action. If I want to have a testimony, Z can have a testimony and Tembi of their job because they lived it. They, sit, they, can, they can tell you how God was their deliverer. They can tell you how God was their shield. They can tell you how God was their fortress. And they can tell you that when it all was down, there was a place of refuge that was loving and a rock to their life. They can show you that. They can demonstrate that. But that has to sweep across this entire house. That has this year has to sweep. And this is the word God gave for our young people. We can't just sit there and teach them and teach them and teach them. But as a house, we can't expect to sit here and be taught and taught and taught and taught and taught. There's got to be a year of action where we start to give, take God at his word and begin to launch it forward. Amen? In the next part of the scripture, it says, Lord, what are human beings? That you care for them. Mere mortals that you think of them. They are like a breath. Their days are like a fleeting shadow. And when we look at the spectrum of time, when we look at the universe, when we look at the length of time beginning to end, we're not even a blip. You might get 20 years. You might get 50 years. You might get 70. You might get over 100 years. You might be like the Queen Mum. But... Even that space of time, it is a small expanse of time. It is a moment in history. But such, so if you wanted to know whether Jesus loves you or not, then the fact that you are so small and insignificant, yet he died on the cross for you and I, so it's because he has a purpose and a life for you to live, tells you all that you need to know about our God. He is a loving God because he came to die so you could have a purpose, so you could have life. And we need to take hold of that 
and realize that, that God is not out to get me. God is not out to abandon me or leave me. He, he even though what are, mere, what are mere mortals, what are we? We live and we die. Humans are, 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 are a disposable commodity. There's six billion of us. We're not in short supply. Think about it. We're not like gold where there's only so much or, or, or whatever, whatever other precious things you say. There's, there's a lot of us. And the thing is, we know how to make more. <laughs> we know how to make a lot more. But yet Christ died for us. Each individual. Nobody's an accident. And everyone has a purpose. But the, 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 the main focal point that we, it was one of those things where you start reading the scripture. What, what, when God showed me the scripture, I immediately went to the end. When it started talking about young people. But this is the bit here that I feel that this is where I feel that the, is, the, is the essential guts of what we're talking about this morning. So I'm speaking five minutes. We've already got to it. Excellent. I'm getting to the point this morning. It says, Part your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. You see, think about a mountain. Think about a mountain that smokes. What kind of mountains do you know that smoke? Volcano. All right. What the Lord put very, very strongly on our hearts is that none of this training works unless God comes down and touches your mountain. That this year there is a fresh touch. The heavens are parted. Do you believe or wonder an open heaven? So heaven is already open. So God has already parted the heavens. But there has to be this year a fresh touch of your mountain to your mountain. Your spirit has to be given. Why? When you look at a mountain that's dead... It's just still, it's grey, it's, it's, it is what it is. But you go around the world and see volcanoes. There's something deep within inside that volcano that is on fire. There is a heat, there is something at the very core that, has been, that, is, that is pushing the smoke out. But also, we think about, a, think about a volcano. How many people in different nations live around an active volcano? Why? Because, there's just, because it's fertile all around. Because there's life that comes out of this mountain. Even though there's danger, because it can blow up, there is life. And this year, God is saying, I will part my heavens and I will come down, but I am seeking to touch the mountains of my people. I am seeking to touch it so that there is, a, there is an inward fire that begins to develop, that begins to push itself out. Yeah, yeah. But if all we are is non-smoking mountains, then we, then, we, then we literally just blend into the landscape. We serve no purpose. We have no life. There is no, nobody needs to look at you. Nobody needs to care about you in that sense. And that sounds awful. But we have to understand, as people of God... God wants smoking mountains. He wants mountains that are smoking. He wants mountains whose hearts have been touched, where when you look inside, there is a fire deep down within. See, the thing about a volcano is you don't see the fullness of what's going on underneath. You only see it if it comes out the top. 
but there is a constant. It's not something that comes and goes. There is a, if you have an active volcano, it's always active. And our young people, God has really put on our hearts that this year God has got to touch our young people's lives. He's going to touch them, but, he, but listen, guys, listen, here's the thing. The scripture that brought this together is this. When the fathers turn their hearts to the sons and the sons turn their hearts to the fathers. Our young people are looking around about to see what a smoking mountain looks like. And they're looking at you. They're looking at you. Because there has to be a model on the earth. There has to be a model. So we can do, we can put all, we can tell them to touch the mountains. But when they look around them, what are they going to see? The generations have to come together. Because although we are youth, we are kids church, we are the main body, we are one body. And God does not desire to simply come and touch a section of the body. He wants the whole house to be covered. He wants the whole house to be, to be taken hold of. He wants to train the entire house. So there's got to be, there is a call that God is saying this year. I have to touch my mountains again. Some of us, maybe we've allowed ourselves. We've not been trained. We've allowed God to talk to us in the quiet place. In, in the church, in the safety of the church, we're okay, you can touch me here, I'll, I'll go to Authentic Sonship, I'll come to this, I'll worship a little bit, I'll do that kind of stuff. But it remains in here. So actually, your mountains are never smoking where it counts. You're never walking. With the, the fire doesn't leave the building. The fire doesn't leave the building. It's like a match. When you start to move it, it'll just blow out. God doesn't want matches. He wants mountains. He made you a mountain. He made you with strength. He put his strength in you. But it's his fire that must also be in you and I this morning. We must give God access to our mountain this morning. We must give a fresh access. But here's the next part of the, the scripture. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows... And route them. Now, I did a little bit of research. Now, I only scrape to see in science, so I'm not, I'm not wonderful. And I'm looking at Lisa now, thinking I'm going to say this. Now, I went, I'm, I'm quoting this from a website which was basically lightning for dummies, right? So I'm just reading it. So if it's wrong, don't blame me. But think about this: lightning is an electric current. Within a thundercloud, way up in the sky, so I'm not talking down to you, I'm just reading it off the thing, many small bits of ice, frozen range, bump into each other as they move around in the air. All of those collisions create an electric charge, and after a while, the whole cloud fills. Up, it fills up with electric charge. The positive charges, or protons, form the top of the cloud, and the negative charges, of the or the electrons, from the bottom. Since opposites attract, that causes a positive charge to be built up on the ground beneath the cloud. The ground's electrical charge concentrates around anything that sticks up, such as mountains, people, or trees. The charge coming up from these points connects with the charge coming down, and zap, we have lightning. Heaven is always positively charged. 
above this place, the heavens are speaking, the heavens are declaring, the word is coming forth. Can we agree that we are not short of a word or two in this house? We're not short, are we? Why? Because heaven is constantly charged with the word of God. It's constantly charged. It's constantly, it's like, it's just, just constant, to and fro, to and fro. It's always charged. There is an energy that heaven is trying to release on the earth. But it's looking for a charge from the earth. It's looking for a mountain. It's looking for a point where it can come and connect with. God is saying, I need to touch your mountain. Because when I see a smoking mountain, I see something that, that is positively aligning itself with my cloud, with my charge, with my word, with my voice, with my spirit. So that I can send my lightning. And what is the, what is the benefit of that? It says, send the lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. We need to understand this this morning. That if as heaven is positively charged... If we allow our mountains to be touched afresh by the Holy Ghost this, this morning, this year, this month, this week, then all of a sudden there is an attraction that our lives begin to, 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 to emanate that is attracting the word of heaven. And as Phil said last week, if we partner with the word, then all of a sudden we're now coming up and heaven is coming down and there's a meeting in the middle. And that's the reality of the word coming true. And when the reality of the word meets in the heavens and the earth, then it scatters the enemy. And the arrows are fired. The word is the arrows. The arrows come and they're fired. But it takes you and I being willing to have our mountains touched. If you have a dead mountain, ain't nothing going to attract the heavens. But it means in your life that no matter how much God tries to to bring his word into your life, bring the reality of his presence into your life, become a shield for your life, train your life, equip your life, nothing is connecting because your mountain's dead. Because there's nothing that God has to work with. God is looking for something to work with. He's looking for a body, not just an individual. It starts with an individual. But, uh, but as I said before, the corporate body can only move forward when each individual makes a decision. When each individual makes a decision and says, I'm going to allow my mountain to be touched, then I'm going to suddenly become a lightning rod. And the heavens that are always charged goes, well, now we know where we can fire. And as each, as each one fires, then there is a heavenly encounter. And out of a heavenly encounter comes the ability to take that word, to take that spirit, to take that message, because it's no longer a passage, it's a message, and it's an arrow. So first of all, we are then able to be touched. So once we are touched, and the arrow of the message hits us, we can then become the arrow in our father's quiver. And out of that, we are then able to be sent and fired. And when we are fired, we rout the enemy. What, what, what is the enemy trying to do? It says here, send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Reach down your hand from on high. Deliver and rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies and whose right hands are deceitful. The enemy is full of lies and deceit. Full of it. That's why we have so many young people 
chasing after all sorts of things. Trying to find affirmation, trying to find validation, trying to find a purpose for their existence. But how are we any different? We need the same. And there is so much out there leading them this way, that way. Extremism only comes when you've got people who are confused and need something to believe in. When they're not grounded with the right truth. It's out of desperation that people turn to things like that. We have to be, in, in order for us to be trained on the battlefield, we have to know what it's like to partner with the word and become an arrow despite your afflictions. You know, this year over Christmas, well, many, of you will, many of you know last year um, I had a, a bang on the head and I had a, a concussion last year. You might not know. I don't make a big song and dance out of it, but that's, that's, it is. You, you know it now. Maybe I did, maybe, I don't know. But some of you know, some of you don't. And it was a stupid thing, because I only got up, I dropped my pen on the floor, and I got up too quick, and I banged my head in the back of some drawers. Not exactly heroic, but it happened. But I'm still suffering from it. And I'm waiting to see a neurologist, because they don't know what's going on. Well, we all know something wrong in my head, but... <laughs> There may have to be a medical thing, not just every other thing wrong in my head. But I also began over Christmas, I now have tinnitus in my ears. Both ears drives you nuts, just letting you know if you haven't got it, drives you nuts. But I, but I firmly believe, immediately, God gave me Psalm 34, which I'm now just going to read to you. Dead quick. Wasn't planning on doing this, but I am. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glorify in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. I feel afflicted right now. Because sleeping's not as easy as it was. I can't put my head back because I feel like I'm going to fall over. Okay? So it affects you every day. But the afflicted hear and rejoice. Let us exalt his name together. So all of you afflicted, let us exalt his name together. For he, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. So not only am I afflicted, but while I'm afflicted, I'm radiant. I've got a beaming smile on my face. You don't know I'm afflicted. That's, what the, that's the whole point. I don't want to go into work every day. Oh, oh, what was me? How are you? Well, I've been better. Oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful ambassador for Christ I am. <laughs> eh? But those who look to him, their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called out and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And he delivers them. So taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. That's learning on the battlefield. I have to partner with that word every single day. 
I, I, that is my mantra. As, you, as, as Ian Temu said before, that's, my, that's their mantra. The word is my mantra because as I speak it and I declare it, I, I, I'm not, I've not yet stepped into healing, but I am already healed. I haven't stepped into it yet, but I'm already healed, which means that when I go for my tests and they say whatever they say, it don't matter what they say. But I allow every day my mountain to be touched so that there is something, a fire that burns out of me every single day. And that allows heaven to begin to see that there's a lightning rod that our word can touch. And out of that touch, I am radiant. And I can take, I can look to someone else who's afflicted. And I can, I can, I can take all the deceit that the, that, the, that the enemy would like to say. I will take them from that place of desperation or lack of hope. And I can give them hope. Because I am a living, walking hope for that person. This has got to be the way we must learn to be on the battlefield. We must know what we have been given in our hands, what our fingers clasp, in order so that we can become the difference in our nation, in our city, in our streets, in our schools, in our universities, in in our places of work, in our homes, in our families. This is what God is is giving us. This is what God is asking. And it says this in the next part. So I will sing you a new song. I will sing you a new song. My God, on the ten-string layer, I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David. From the deadly sword, deliver me. Rescue from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. The word keeps saying there's a lot of deceit and there's a lot of lies that go around in our lives. But not just our lies, but in the people around us. There are people who I work with who have been hurt badly because of the lies and deceit that have been, that have been given by other people to their lives. But I, have I, have, am I willing to be a lightning rod and to be an arrow to bring truth into their situation. That takes faith, but faith that comes from a mountain that is already connected, that a mountain that is willing to be used as an arrow. But if we can't receive the message first and foremost, how can we be a message for someone else? There has to be a lightning bolt that begins to strike us. There has to begin a touch of the Holy Ghost has to become and speak to our lives afresh in order. So out of that connection, a new song arises. This year, one of the things that we're doing with our young people is every, every, on a regular basis, we'll have worship in here and then you guys will do what I'm doing now. I'll take them out and then we'll have another hour of worship. Why? Because there has to be a fresh expression of worship that comes out of the house this year. If we want a deeper revelation, if we want a deeper impact, if we want the lightning of heaven to strike the earth, something fresh has to come out of our lives this year. So, but you know, I can talk to them about, come on, let's break through in worship. Let's start to see the Holy Ghost manifest. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we come in here. And you guys are like, "Mm." We just do the same thing we always do. Um, I'll, I'll work in the same way I do. I'll do the same things. It's just, it's just organized freedom. Does that make sense? This is, it's like, this is the level I'm at. I know where I'm at. Everything's okay. And this is how I express myself. And there ain't no nothing else. We have to be willing this year 
for a fresh expression of the Holy Ghost to come and hit this house. Worship has to change. If we stay as we are, even our worship will stagnate. Our spirits will stagnate. Our mountains will go cold. And the word of God will just remain the word for somebody else. But this year, this is why this, this, is, this word isn't just for the house, uh, for, for, the, for the young people. This is a word that we must take as a house. For the whole house must enter into this new song. Out of you must come a new song. Why don't you stand to your feet a minute? I'm doing it a little differently. When I gave this word to our young people, it was pretty much a mini building in the spirit. Now, I've not done that to you so far, but I think before we start talking any further, before we talk about anything else, let's start to seal what we just heard in the spirit right now. Let's begin to talk, let's begin to declare it, let's begin to make a decision, let's begin to step into it. So the first thing we say is, Father God, this morning, I say, you, I acknowledge you as my shield, my fortress, I let you take hold of my hands, I let you take hold of my fingers, and I'll let you train me on the battlefield this year, oh God. I will let you train me. So right now, in the name of Jesus, oh Father, I give you permission. I acknowledge you this morning as my, as my shield. I acknowledge you as my fortress. I run to you as my refuge, oh God. I will run to you in my refuge. Oh, Rabbi come on, just begin to talk to him. You are the one, oh God. You are the one. Oh, ye baby, Sam Baba, so Dorokota Sakirini Manasara. Father, I thank that you're my loving God, that you train me in love. You train me in love. Oh my God, that you came for me, you died for me, so that I could, so that there is a, there is an everlasting love I can step into every day that I carry in my heart. No matter what is outside, there is a place I can go to filled with the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord God. Come on. Right now, Lord, come on, let's, let's declare, Father God, touch my mountain this year, cause me to smoke, cause a fire to build within my, in the very pit of my soul, in the very pit of my being, Lord, cause my mountain to, to fire, let a flame burn out of my, of, my, of my mountain this morning, touch my spirit, touch my heart, touch who I am, oh God, oh, charge me, charge me, charge me right now. Touch my mountain, oh God. Father, I'm sorry for the times when I've allowed my flame to go out. But Lord, I give you permission afresh again. Just, just touch me afresh. Touch me afresh, oh God. That's it. Come on, just talk to him. Declare it over your own life. Declare it over this house. You know, as, 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 as I talk, look at the mountain, it's like when you get a mountain that's been dead for a long time, the, the lava encrusts over. 
it encrusts over, so there's a blockage. It's just, it's there. But as God begins to touch your mountain, it, the, 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 the hot, the magma, it cannot but break through. It starts to break out, and that's part of the delivering. God begins to deliver you from old patterns, old mindsets, and it begins to come out. And if it can't get out one way, it goes another way, because it won't be stopped. So this morning, come on, just receive it. Receive it now and say, Lord, come on, break through my crust. Break through the dry areas. Break through the things that are there. Let this come out. Let it come out. Let it come out. Oh, break through. Break through the darkness. Break through the down. Break through, the, break, break through what is dry. Bring it alive. Bring me alive, oh God, again. Bring me alive. Oh, that's it. Holy Ghost, come. Come right now. Touch the mountains. Come right now. Holy Spirit, descend on this place. The heavens are parted. Come down, oh God. Come down, oh God. Touch us, touch us, touch us this morning. Oh, Lord God. Father God. Father God. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Father, let us align ourselves with the charged heavens. With the charge of heaven. Heaven is charged. Heaven is charged. Say, God, I want to be a lightning rod. I want to be a lightning rod right now on the earth. I say, God, I will, I will meet you in the air with, my, with the word. I will meet your word. I will come. I choose to be a lightning rod. Strike your lightning in me, oh God. Let this word hit me. Let this word touch me. Just begin to tell him. Just, just keep on speaking. Oh, Father God, Father God. Make yourself willing to be an arrow for his, for his purpose this year. Say, God, this year I make my, after being touched by you, I make myself willing to be an arrow. I make myself willing to be an arrow in your quiver. Let not our young people see dead mountains in this house, but Lord, alive smoking mountains, arrows willing to be fired. Father, I make myself available to you this, this morning. I make myself available to you. Lord, let me be a vessel to break deceit and lies amongst the people outside these walls. Come on, begin to talk about it right now. Just say, God, give me a word. Give me a passage. Give me a message. Let me become the message and the arrow to break deceit in people's lives. To break heartache in people's lives. To break the lies that have been said over people's lives. Oh, this, there is life in this house. Let the life come into, the, into all those outside these walls. Into your workplaces, into your schools, into your educational places, into your families, into your homes, into your streets and neighbours. And right now, say, Father God, out of this house, let a new song arise. Let a, a fresh expression of worship come out of me this morning. Me this year. Come on, begin to say to right now. Let a fresh expression of, his, of worship come out of this house. 
that gives the Holy, Holy Spirit freedom to come and have and reign in this place. Yes. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. Let there be freedom in this house this, this year. Fresh expression of worship. Come on, that's it. Let, let the Holy Ghost begin to touch your heart right now. Oh, Father, touch my mountain, touch my mountain. Let a fresh word of worship, worship come out of us right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. All right, so please be seated. It's important that we, we don't just wait and sit and listen, that we learn to be active and receive the word and partner with the word immediately as it's brought out. This year, I really encourage you, don't just wait. As soon as the word is heard, begin to partner with it in your own spirit. The quicker you learn to activate it, the quicker it becomes part of your nature. The nature of you then begins to take hold of it every single day. Okay? Okay. To the one who gives victory to kings, victory will be given to, be the, to, will be given to those who are willing to be like this. He gives victory to kings, he'll give victory to you. Amen? But it says in the next part of the scripture, then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace, and our barns will be filled with every kind of provision, and our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our fields. Our oxen will draw heavy loads, there will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. For our young people this year, God has designed our, our young men to be well-nurtured, mature, fruitful, and attractive plants. Men that learn stature, men who learn how to love, men who learn how to chase a woman's heart or a body, Men who know the word of God. Men who stand on his word. Men who stand in his presence. This is, this is, because if that generation doesn't begin to rise up, then this house will be gone in 20 years. I spend so much time talking to churches who do the pains and the average congregational age is 80. And they, and they don't know what they're going to do with the building and they don't know what they're going to do in 10 years, they've got one vicar who covers 10, 10 churches because between the lot of them, they've probably only got about 80 people because they didn't know how to partner with their young people and raise them up. All those people in the church, they are kids and none of them are here today because they didn't know how to partner with their, with, with, and they didn't allow them to express God in the way God wants to express them, himself through them. We must allow a fresh expression of worship to come in them. We must allow a fresh touch of heaven to, be, to smoke in them and not just go, well, that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Well, that makes me feel a bit weird. Actually, we have to go, it might be different, but it's, what, it's God. We must recognize what is God in our young people and we must turn our hearts towards them. This year, I urge you, don't just see our young people as those who serve in the cafe and do the worship and do the other bits. We've got to show them that our hearts are for them. 
Because we are the ones who are nurturing the plants. We're watering it. God makes it grow, as, as Paul says. In, is it Corinthians 3? Yeah, Paul and Apollos, one plants, one waters. That's our job. But it's God who makes them grow. But we have to partner with them this year. And for our girls, pillars who are crafted in such a way that they make every place they go more beautiful. Because they themselves are beauty. And they carry the beauty of the king. Pillars carved to adorn a palace. Who lives in palace? palaces? Kings. We serve the king. They know who the king of kings is and they carry the beauty of our king. They understand what it is to be a beautiful woman in his sight. And, if it, and, and the only love they want is the love that attains to that. You know, they always say with a lot of girls that they, they, want, to, they want to find a man. If they've got, a, if they've got a, a loving father, they want their husband to be like the dad. Because it's the model that they, they base it on. But you know, there's so many do- girls in and around this, this not, not just this region, the whole nation, they don't have a dad. They don't have a dad. So they have no model, no one to affirm them. So they seek it in every place. And we can't be so foolish to think that our kids don't do that because of the lies and the deceit and the peer pressure and the things. So that's why not only must they, must they have this encounter with God, but they must see it in us. They must see it in us. In order, and one of the things that we've declared over them this year that we are going to see, we are going to see an increase this year in our sheep, in our young people. We're declaring an increase of young people, not just the five or six we've got, but that out of this expression, out of this, we see an increase in people coming in, not just transferred growth. I, don't just, I, I almost don't want people from other churches. It's not, it's not that I don't, it's, understand me when I say that, but I'd rather someone who was taken out of a place of hopelessness and we brought them into a place of hope. Change lives. Not just someone who prefers our flavour to someone else's flavour of church. And our, so our young people, if we want this next generation to go, we must, we must learn to, ex, to, to be able to receive those who don't belong to our house. Those who don't know church etiquette. Those who haven't had the upbringing that we've had. We must learn to do that. So we're, we're believing for our sheep to increase. But we believe and we are praying that there will be no breaching of, our, of the walls this year. You see, if we have God as our fortress and our refuge, there is no breaching of those walls. There is no breaching of the stronghold of heaven. It says in Psalm 49, I think, that at the mere sight of it, the enemy trembles and melts. So we have to learn to take that and everywhere we go, because the fortress of God is not in the four walls of the church. It's if we take it, we have that strength everywhere we go. And this year we must be a place where we are no longer, we no longer tolerate, we no longer tolerate breaching of walls, going into captivity, and having distress in our house, in our streets. Only when we get sick of that will we do something about it. And this is what we must have. And I feel this year. It says, well, it says here, just at the very end, it says, 
Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Because for all people, it's not true. For some people, this is not true. Because they neither allow their mountains to be touched or to align themselves with the, with, with the cloud of heaven or allow themselves to be trained or allow themselves to go beyond the four walls of the church. So blessed are the people of whom this is true. So blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. And I want to read something to you that I didn't even think about till last night, and I didn't—I didn't give this to the uh, to the youth. But God gave me a vision before Christmas, about a month before I was, God gave me this word. And you know, when God gives you a vision, you don't actually know what it means. You don't always understand its context. And I gave it to Pastor Tony, and he just said the same thing. He said. God gives it us for a reason, but we don't always know what that reason is. It's an expression, it's something. But I believe when I was, when we were, when we were, Em and I were praying last night, that this word helps us to bring something into an understanding of where we're at. Is that okay? So I'm going to read this to you as, as, as God gave it to me. It says, As I prayed in the Spirit, I looked down and began to speak to the Dream Center to prophesy over her. As I began, I saw the captain of the army moving on horseback to and fro along the line of soldiers. The soldiers looked confused and very unsure of themselves, and they were disjointed. The captain of the army began to speak to them and give them instruction. It is time for the final preparations before we march upon the enemy. Look at your swords, look at your shields, see your helmet, examine your belt, ensure you have your footwear, know your weapons, take a good grip of them, grip them in your hands. You must know your grace, know the feel of the sword, the bow, the shield, and the spear. He's training our hands for war and our fingers for battle this year. As he said this, the men's eyes suddenly became sharp. Why? Because their eyes were touched. Because their mountains were touched. Because the words suddenly penetrated their hearts. Lost my bit now. The man's eyes were suddenly became sharp and focused. They stopped looking around at each other, bewildered, worried and confused, and became fiercely focused because of the fire that was within them, on the captain of the army and his voice. The voice of God is speaking clear through his word. We must partner with this voice. They began to, to each make a step to adjust their feet and came into a perfect line that curved with the landscape as far as I could see. There's a shift, an expression of worship. We come under the, under the charged heavens. We align ourselves up. There's a shift in our feet. But where are we? We're on the battlefield. We're not in the church. We're lining up. As I saw a vision of, dismantle, I saw a vision of a dismantled charge, some ran fast, some alone, some in small groups, some at different paces. The Lord said, this is what will cause defeat in battle. Some want to run and not wait for they are confident in their strength and forget to care about others. Because the generations aren't turned to one another. Yeah. And so they, they're confident. So some small, group, some small groups go, and although they can make a small stand, they leave huge gaps behind, and the enemy can penetrate. Yeah. The enemy takes small losses and waits for the immaturity of some to go and attack the rest. This is why the captain is roaming to and fro, calling and instructing each. 
Nobody's to move until you are instructed. This year we've said we're not just going out and doing anything. We do and go where God wants us to go, when God wants us to go, how God wants us to go. The troops split into different sections. The archers at the back, the cavalry to the right, the infantry close together with shields and spears to the front and the left. Behind were more troops all together with the same strength and they knew their formations and they knew their roles. When you are trained on the battlefront, you know your position. You know your grace, you know your strength and we know how God sets us up. God is not a God of disorder, he's a God of order. Amen? Again and again, the captain demanded everyone's attention. He said, look at your enemy, not at their numbers, but look at them and have no fear. Victory is at hand. The battle will be fierce, but the enemy does not have the stamina we do. He does not have the power we do, as he who is for us is greater than he who is against us. Arise and shine, for his light has come. This was the first thing he said, and he kept saying it again and again and again. It is time for us to rise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon us. It is time for us to look at our weapons, our graces that we, that we have and begin to adjust our feet and be placed correctly into position. We must feel the grip, know the armor we carry so as we have confidence when we go into battle. Many are standing on a battle but do not know why they stand and what they are to do. See the captain speaking as he will bring all eyes into sharp focus and all of the disarray within people will disappear almost instantly. But these are people who are stood on the battle line. They're not back at the base. We know we do not move until the commander of the army of the Lord instructs us to move. If we do not move together, we will fall and the enemy will find gaps and he will attack us at the heart. We must get used to looking at our enemy, know him, and not be afraid of him. That can only come when we partner with the word. When I partner with the word, when I hear my tinnitus, when I hear what I feel in my head, or I believe in Psalm 34 that says I'm afflicted, but yet I'm radiant. I have to look at my sickness. I have to look at what I have and go, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Because the word of God in me is greater than that which I'm afflicted with. I have to have my light, I have to have my, my mountain touched and my, and my feet in position in order for me to be able to stand and partner with this word. If we do that this year, then we have a powerful house, ready, knowing that which God has given us. This year, as the prophetic word came from Pastor Pete last year, I say it again, we must know who the crew are. We must know the graces. But if we don't partner in the word... And we don't allow our mountains to be touched. Then we will not be able to step into that which God has for us. So come on, let's just stand to our feet. Father God. Where has it gone? Are you blessed, church? Do we hear the voice of God this morning? The captain of the army is before us. The captain of the army is speaking before us. So come on, let's just raise our hands to heaven right now. Let's just just begin to focus yourself on heaven. Father God. Father God, I thank you that you take 
a bunch of individuals and you make us into an army. I thank you, O oh God, that you take misfits and, 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 and people of, of, of mistakes and, you will, and you, through your love you are willing to train and capture us and bring us together into a place of purpose and destiny and belonging and identity. You give us all of these things, O oh God. So Father, we say, O oh God, we will not move on without your voice. We will stand before your voice this year and we will wait for your moving. We will wait on your word. We will partner on your word, O oh God. Father, guide us this year as we move forward. Guide us this year, O oh God. Come on, church, begin to say, Father, guide us as a house. Everyone, everyone. Let everyone make an adjustment this year to come together, to stand together. That we partner with our young people. We partner with the kids' church. We partner with the younger generation, the older generation. That the fathers and the sons, are, that their hearts are together. That we do not leave one behind. We do not run on. Father God, align this house. Align every individual in this house. So the word that is coming from heaven. Father, part your heavens and touch our mountains this morning. Come on, just begin to say it again. Lord God, thank you for your word. We choose to partner with your word this year. Every word that comes to the house this year. Say, Father, I make a fresh decision to partner with you this year. Partner with the word. No longer will, will I just hear the word, write down the word, and put it on my fridge magnet. But Lord God, I will take it into my, into, into, the, into my prayer closet every day. I will take it everywhere I go to work. Father, we declare this year that there will be no breaching of walls this year. There will be no breaching of walls. There will be no captivity. There will be no distress on our streets and our households. Father God, as we align ourselves with your word, keep us from captivity. Keep us from, from, from distress. Keep us, oh God knowing how to cope with it and be radiant in it.